Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Why do they hate Miranda? You're listening to I Couldn't Help But Podcast. Carrie is the fucking worst. An unofficial Sex in the City podcast. Hosted by Joe Daniel Montalongo and Paige Clarno. Charlotte, shut the fuck up. Um, what am I listening to? Sick. Hey, everybody. Hello, everybody. What's up? You know, out here, chilling, killing like a villain, you know, <laughs> keeping it real. Keeping it real. Yes. Oh, I did that Scooby-Doo thing. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. <laughs> I watched Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters of, stop, <laughs> Monsters Unleashed recently, high as fuck, and I was just having the best time of my life. You were living your best life on social media that day, and it was great. I tried to go back, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so embarrassing, I need to delete everything. But I didn't realize they had been written by James Gunn. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, no wonder it's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. And I just kept going, and I was like, all, all the smaller beats that I missed as a young kid, I understood now. Mm-hmm. So I'm still laughing for both of us. Because I'm like, I still went away with the child here when I was like, <laughs> he said scrotum. <laughs> and then just all the other jokes. That's so funny. It was so fucking beautiful. That makes me feel so old because you're like, when I was a kid, and I was like, that came out when I was in college. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, I always understood all the jokes. What are you saying? <laughs> and understand that fucking Daphne is being molested by the box ghost. Totally. And I was like, oh. And then my friend's like, who? I can look at myself naked. I was like, that's our consent. And then fucking Freddie Prince. It's funnier because they are married. Yes. And they're living (laughs) such a cute life. And Linda Cardellini is so beautiful. Right. Oh, you know what my favorite, my favorite part of that entire, like, two movies Mm -hmm. um, is, is the outtake, um, where Linda Cardellini sings, can't take my eyes off you. As oh, oh yes, it is the best, most hilarious thing, and the like cast commentary for that movie is the best thing ever. I've never listened to cast. Oh my god, that's my next mission. It is. It starts out so freaking hilarious because Matthew <laughs> Lillard, like right at the um at the logo stop, he's like, "That's not even Warner Brothers." <laughs> goes like so fantastically from there i want to i want to watch it with you it's i it's so beautiful the color scheme is gorgeous everyone yeah. has their own bits to play and they play them so fucking well mm-hmm. and i just love every single part of it. i love the scooby-doo movie i will go to like i went on a date with somebody who went to film school and we actually had like one of our favorite movies our joint like favorite movies was this movie called The Legend of 1900, which is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It is a beautifully well done, amazing, intelligent movie. And so once we'd finished talking about it, I was like, but for real, Scooby-Doo, though. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's also a really well done movie. Like, it people is. don't. Don't give it enough credit at all. No, the writing was super smart. It was mm-hmm. super funny. It brought in things that you're, if you're a fan of like Scooby Doo in general, you're like, oh, that's that's a nice callback to that. That's a nice mm-hmm. callback to this. Even if you're like just a fan of dogs in general, yeah, like you Scooby Doo is cute mm-hmm. as fuck for like a CGI dog. Yeah, but he plays so well, and Matthew Lillard plays so well off of him. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, how hard would, must that have been for fucking Matthew Lillard? Right, and Isla Fisher is. Fantastic As Mary Jane. Dude, that's like my favorite that's name. That's like my favorite name. Child didn't get that joke. And I was like, it's 
It's because he smokes weed. And Jen Chow was just like Dying. mind blown. Oh, it, was, I, it must have been a horrible experience for him because at every point I was, I was either learning something new about the movie <laughs> and then announcing it to the world like oh my god I didn't know James Gunn had wrote, James Gunn wrote this movie and this movie and this movie and that's why it's so funny and Chalon's <laughs> just taking this information he's like I just want to watch this damn movie and then it's like I, listen I didn't turn on pop up video <laughs> <laughs> that's who I am you cannot watch a movie with me that I've seen before unless yeah. you're ready for some facts it's, it's a part of my DNA. I know. I do that too. So much so that it's just like dumb. Like we literally just watched a clip of a movie <laughs> right before we started. And I legitimately like it was for a completely different reason. But I was like, just so you know, um, Stone used a uh, a body double during the shot because she was laughing too much and she couldn't do it. <laughs> and I'm like, Paige, shut up. <laughs> no, I love those. I love that about movie nerds. I fucking love it. And it, I just, and then I, it was quoting everything. I didn't realize I knew so many of the lines until mm-hmm. I was said the whole damn movie. Yeah, I love that movie so much. <laughs> and Monsters Unleashed is not too bad either. Monsters Unleashed was amazing. It was so great. My favorite part of Monsters Unleashed is where is where Velma like sexes it up and then they have to like go in the van to like go somewhere and she's trying to like move around in this like leather jumpsuit and it keeps making noises and she's like it's my outfit I swear it's so great she is so cute I was I was almost crying in that movie because I reached peak being fucked up and it was when the muck monster was like enveloping the mystery gang except for Scooby-Doo and he's just backing into a corner sad it was it broke my heart it broke my heart and also I was so mad because what is it like 20-25 minutes into it Mm. Daphne confronts Alicia Silverstone's character yeah she's like wait so you're the bad guy then she's like Oh, maybe you would say that so you didn't think that I would think it's you because I know that it's you and you know that I know that it's you. But you would say that to make me think that I don't know. Yes. But the way she phrased it, I was like, wait, having seen this movie, mm-hmm. Daphne is correct. Yes. Daphne is correct. And not just like, oh, you're it. She, the the twist at the end was revealed through that little babble yes. that she did. Yes. And I was like. Oh my god, everyone always tries to shit on Daphne for being just the pretty one, but she solved this it's, mystery it's, yeah, 25 already. minutes into this 90 minute movie. <laughs> Daphne did that! Daphne did it! Yes, I love that. I love that movie. <laughs> I love those movies. Get ready for the discourse. I've always wanted, I can't wait until I'm popular enough that I can just release a podcast of me doing the commentary for movies that I like and have people just listen. I'm like, okay, everybody. Right. So we're going to hit play in three, two, one. Okay, welcome to the Scream do- uh, commentary featuring <laughs> Joe Daniel Montalongo, where I will be providing interesting trivia facts. <laughs> I've also been to some of these locations, so let me tell you how they are, okay? Yes. We might need to pause, because <laughs> I have <laughs> anecdotes for days. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, pause here. <laughs> um, so, so if you see in the background, there's a blurry image of a building. You can see someone's <laughs> shoulder in it. I stood there. <laughs> Freaking love it. So there's um, a friend of mine that does a Serenity Saturdays, mm-hmm. and so we watch Firefly. <laughs> like we watch like three or four episodes of Firefly like every Saturday in January, and we were at the second to last episode last night, and it's where this guy like steals his child. Uh, that was just born, like literally, like has a gun and is like yeah. stealing his child, and so he's backing out of the room. And he gets surprised by somebody else and he does like a quick turn and it's a really, really tiny scene that he turns 
And I started laughing so hard that I nearly choked. And everybody was like, what's your fucking problem? And I'm like, "Put it, bring it back. Bring it back. And look at the baby. It's not even a good fake baby. It is literally like the bargain bin dollar store like doll. It looks terrible. And I'm dying. And every we laughed for like 10 minutes at it. I love that. I love it. I want to play hilarious cult movies in my home and have people come over to my garage that I obviously built to set look like an editorium. Yes. Have people just get crazy and we just watch bad movies that are great and just it. everybody lives their dreams to the extreme. I love it. In the meantime, though, we should maybe talk about this episode of Sex and the City. Listen, I'm trying to avoid it because it was dumb. It was it a very was, dumb I, episode. And I I'd rather talk about. Kind of like this episode. I know. I do. Oh, you guys aren't seeing it, but I got the most like stink face from Joe right now. His nostrils are flaring. <laughs> That's just what they do. I have a big nose. <laughs> It's great. So um, this episode is season three, episode four, Boy, Girl, Boy, Girl. Um, is sexual flipping the way of the future. So, Joe, what happens in this? You want to read the I synopsis? I would nothing more than to read the synopsis. Sweet. Written by Jenny Bix. Directed by Pam Thomas. You're so cute. <laughs> Gary and her new 20-something boy, Sean, break the ice. Samantha shows a new employee who's boss. Miranda gives Steve a good home. Cute. Nothing is phrased that way. That makes it sound like they won at the end and none of them won because they're all fucking assholes. That's true. Um, <clears throat> so we start off the episode in <laughs> Charlotte's um, art gallery where she is presenting a drag king's photography piece. And like <laughs> my my note is drag kings dot dot dot. Well, this never took off. <laughs> <laughs> like it's still literally. down there, but you don't have RuPaul's Drag King race. They just call them androgynous. I feel. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like it's just like, if it's a woman in a suit, then she's just androgynous. She's not a drag. King. She's going for a look. She's yeah. Tilda Swinton. Yeah, she's still she's still hot, so it doesn't really matter. And it sort of actually within itself, like the pieces are are actually kind of interesting. Like the photography of. Um, each woman who is dressed as a man is interesting, like legitimately so. Like, I wonder if they got an actual artist to do this. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so they're obviously, because they're so sexually oppressed (laughs) (laughs) in the nineties are not having it. They're just like, what are you talking about? It's too hard. I I have a hard enough time being a woman in a man's world, let alone being a, a woman, woman pretending to be, to be a man in a man's, man's world. world. I'm just like, oh my God, you guys are so close-minded in this episode. And it was, it was kind of really disheartening how close-minded they were. But also, if we were to take a shot every time someone had a nasty one-liner or a quip, we would die. We would be dead. Ten yes. minutes into this episode. Uh-huh. Because there are so many one-liners. And I looked at Paige for every single one. I was like, I hate this. Mm-hmm. I hate this. These yeah. one-liners are terrible. Yeah, because they're all super close-minded. And it's really funny because as Derek points out, which, like, now I can't unsee this at all, is that, you know, this show was written about women by a gay man. And it really upsets me that a gay man has this sort of close-minded view of what women think oh listen minorities are also really 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 close-minded like we're all for like freedom and shit but however (laughs) but i being a part of the queer community there's a lot of flack from the queer community for other member other parts of it like gays don't there 
there's a high population of gay people um, who still believe bisexuality isn't a thing as well. They don't honor their the B and LGBT. Really? Yeah, it's really fucking annoying. That's gross. And then if you and if you go into race, um, I know a bunch of Latinos who don't like black people and black people who don't like Latinos. I'm like, yo, we're all on the same side. Yeah. Why are we beefing? Yeah, that's so sad. Yeah, you'll still find that shit deep in the pockets. No one culture or subgroup is perfect. Ugh. That's so, that's really sad. So this is something that we really haven't brought up in the podcast very much, um, is that you are, in fact, bisexual. Yes. And that's just, you know, it's hard because when we started the podcast, you were just like, chill and cute, you know, happiness, and uh, which I want to support. <laughs> <laughs> but, but also, like, it just it kind of, do you feel like sometimes, like, being in a relationship, and if it's in a relationship with a dude, it kind of, like, shuts off people view, viewing you as bisexual yes and that's always happened and i remember going on a rant about it so i'm not gonna rant today it's just gonna be nice and polite <laughs> but uh it's always that thing like oh well if you're dating someone of the same sex and you're gay like no i'm still bisexual i'm just this just, this is yeah. a part of it oh you're dating a girl now oh so you decided not to be gay you're straight like, right no i'm still the same thing that i was when i was dating a boy now it's just with someone else yeah and it's the dumbest thing ever. Oh, well, apart from the fact that I'm super fun boy and loud. So people are like, oh, like it's gay. gay. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, it's not a problem. I don't care. Because mm-hmm. the people who are clo- not close enough, the people who care enough understand the situation. Mm-hmm. It's fine. And being gay isn't bad. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm going to come into a relationship. It's not like I'm out there like, oh, man, if you keep calling me gay, people aren't going to, or girls aren't going to hit on me. Right. And I'm like, no, I'm in a relationship. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and it's, it's just annoying. It is sort of funny because I feel like people as a group do that where they they kind of just they shut it off like they forget that someone is bisexual if they're in a relationship and just assign them mentally to whatever relationship they happen to be in, whether that's straight or gay. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have problems with it, even though I think a lot of people also, you know, like like Derek in the last episode is um and the second to last episode was very big on like sexual fluidity. I like definitely see it and I see its potential. Like I remember when I was a kid, actual kid status. Um, and I was watching chasing Amy, (laughs) which is problematic. It's a problematic (laughs) movie for sure, but it's also the only like almost bisexual thing that we had at the time. Right. And she has this beautiful line about how she realized that by by saying that she didn't want to be straight anymore, that she wanted to be gay, she was cutting off half of the population and her potential for love. Mm-hmm. And I found that beautiful, yet also still problematic, because I'm like, you're still just flipping back and forth between the 50%. And why wouldn't you... And in the end, it really bothered me that she just kind of went back to just being a lesbian. Well, the thing is... Spoiler alert. (laughs) If you're not bisexual, you're not bisexual. There's no being like, I'm going to choose to be bisexual. Just like, no one would choose their sexual orientation. But a lot of people make it seem like, okay, well, like, oh, you're choosing to be with the boy now. Oh, you're choosing to be with the girl. No, like, out of the potential people I had in my pool of I want to date, these are what happens. It Gender didn't come into effect when i made the decision that i like this person Mm -hmm. it was just that i liked this person right and people were like oh oh so you're choosing to be gay right now like 
No. no. Yeah. You can't also, like, choose to be bisexual. You don't be like, you know what? I want to date. I want to date males and females. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be bisexual. Like, no, if you're not attracted to someone of the same sex or someone of the opposite sex, then that's not who you are. Yeah. And there, and though I definitely um, haven't, I haven't been with a woman, um, but I am, I still feel that I'm very much demisexual in the sense that it has to be about the person. Mm-hmm. And I really do feel in my heart that if I find somebody that I am attracted to mentally, can be attracted to physically, and if that is a woman, then I don't have a problem with that, per se. But also, I've, it's, it's a weird thing because I've never, because I've never been with a woman, I feel like I can't say that. Like, I can't be like, yeah, I'm kind of bisexual-ish. I really, like, I feel like if somebody asks me and they're like, no, I need a term bisexual, straight, or gay, I feel like I have to say straight. Also, drop that person from your life, because who the fuck cares? It's none of their business. No, I'm just saying, like, I know, I know, I know. No one's holding a gun to my head, like, saying, Listen, quit trying to put labels on people. Just (laughs) let people do what they want to do. If it's not hurt someone else. And that's actually a line that uh, Charlotte Lee uses, where she's just like, I like labels. Gay, straight, pick a side. I'm like, "Mm, don't. Don't. Also, it it doesn't doesn't work that way. Yeah, like, it doesn't... Well, it also doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. In the end, that's what really bothers me is that um, the only reason that you should be inquiring about someone's sexuality is if you are sexually interested in them and you want to know if they're if you're barking up the wrong tree. Right. You want to know if you're going to take a shot, it's going to be worth it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Like, there, we were, so we were at, um, at the bar last night and uh, one of one of the people that we were with saw a guy from across the bar and was like, oh, that guy's really cute. I wonder if that guy's single. And because we're really good friends with the bartender, we were just like, hey, what do you think? <laughs> like, just did like a quick like nod to like the guy and we're like, what? What's up with that? And he looked and he was like, and he shook his head and he's like, no, <laughs> he's getting, he just, just got a divorce from his ex and he's really <sighs> fucked up about it. So don't do it. And we're like, oh, that's sad. But it was like, Nice, because it wasn't about sexuality. It was just like, nope, don't approach like, him. Do I get a shot. Break. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's like, no, not at this moment. Try. <laughs> try like, again later. Yeah, like super, <laughs> like hit the magic eight ball. Just like, try again later. <laughs> and, it's gorgeous. And, it's gorgeous. <laughs> but it was funny, because at first I was just like, oh, is he gay? Well, that's too bad. <laughs> like, you know, it was just, it was so funny, because we immediately assumed that it was sexuality-wise. Because it was either he was with somebody or he didn't, you know. He didn't he, he roll didn't, that way. He didn't bat for that team. And, but it was any of those things. And it was just like, oh, that's a good surprise, kind of. Oh, so I'm really sad that, you know, he's going through a breakup. That's not nice. But I just thought that was really, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. And their, yeah, their entire take on bisexuality throughout this entire episode is completely disgusting. It's disgusting. It was written by a gay who... Hates bisexuals. Who, yeah, who clearly. doesn't agree with them. Obviously not. Who who wrote this one? Jenny. Jenny wrote Jenny, this one. Jenny Bix. So maybe she is a really angry lesbian. Yeah. Who knows? But she's, girl case. She, she's not good. But yeah, um, but she does not like this. She does not believe in it, and you can tell. Yeah. And for some reason... Everyone in the show makes it about them when it's not. Yeah. They're like, well, how how does your being bisexual reflect on me? Like, this is what I think is weird about it. This is what I'm uncomfortable with. This is what I don't understand. Like, 
okay yeah that's a good thing you're not bisexual otherwise these questions would matter right yeah it didn't make any sense it was so stupid um so miranda bails out and goes home a little early where she runs into steve um who invited himself over to like watch the game because he didn't have to be at work until 10 and i'm like what if she never came home bud i think he would just hang out there but here's the thing. I wouldn't just hang out at someone else's house. And that was my thing. I was like, never. Even if you have my house key, don't ever come to my house. Yes. If I'm not there, you have no business there. And I'm, maybe it's just because. Um, just to hang out. Just because. Not I'm, even for an errand. Like, not even like, oh, I had left my jacket at your house and I have a key. I'm going to get it. Yeah. Like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. But like, um, oh, I came over, I got food. I'm watching the game at your house when you're not here. Yeah. It's, um, it was, it was weird. And maybe it's just because now that I have my own, um, my own place, mm-hmm. I don't want to give anybody my key for any reason whatsoever. <laughs> like legitimately, like if I lock myself out, that's my fucking problem. Like I don't want anybody to, I don't want to anyone to surprise me. Right. Because that would totally freak me out. And this way I know I'm the only one who has a key. So if I open the door and I hear something, I'm booking it. Right. And I think that's what it is, is your home is your safety space. Yeah. So it's, especially if you live alone, you're, you set up everything the way you like it. Everything is to how you had left it. Mm-hmm. You're in charge of everything in that house. And that is your space. So for someone else to come there, take you by surprise, which one is already going to throw off your energy of mm-hmm. like, oh, this is my personal space, my safe space. Someone else is in here. I don't know what they're doing what what's happening yeah i didn't didn't expect you to be here like what if i had a night what if i had a night with myself planned what if i was gonna light candles and it was gonna be like super nice for myself and i was gonna take a bath and i was gonna do whatever with myself like that that's my prerogative and now you're here and now i have a different plan that sucks like and i have to reschedule this plan that i made with myself which isn't fair because you didn't let me know so yeah i'm completely thrown i'm such a I'm such a bad person. That is so weird. Because though, most people, I'm sure, would be like, my baby's here. Cute. Let's no. let's snuggle. Let's do things. No. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Ask me if you can come over or I will yeah. ask you to come over yeah. and then it's fine. Exactly. Uh, no. So I can kind surprise. of understand her frustration in, I, I get in, it. This, in this thing. But She's I'm also just freaky. like, don't yell at Steve. Yeah. First and foremost, <laughs> like, I get it. I first. understand where you're coming from. But point the first, don't do yeah. my boy dirty that way. Yes. True, 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 true. I have, um, I think, the house key did six or seven different people wow. on my key, right? That's crazy. That's wild. That's really wild. I only have the key to my mom's place and I never use it. I have my mom's house, my dad's house, my sister's house, my brother's house. <laughs> I have two people that I house it for. And I have an extra key for something. Huh. Yeah, so it's weird. I'm like, I could just, I could potentially just walk into these people's homes at any given time. That's crazy. That is ridiculous. That I don't like that power. Out. I'm scared. I'm I, yeah, I don't like that power at all. Um, they make fun of Carrie a little bit because she's on her third date with some random dude that we've never met before. Who she, like, they're like, oh, the younger guy. How old is he again? And she's like, he's 26. Age is just a number. Whatever. And I'm like, wait, he's 26. Carrie's like 33. The guy that I'm seeing right now is 27, and I'm not yeah. 33. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm dumb. and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Now I feel old. Thanks a lot, Sex in the City. You're a bunch of dicks. Oh, oh, you want the show to make you feel good? No, yeah, no, that's not true. That's that's fair. Um, and so she's going out on this absolutely cute date with this guy. They go ice skating, and she's being a complete buzzkill. 
by just hanging out on the side, smoking a cigarette. I'm like, just, you know what? If you're going to date younger, you better play along. You better fucking get some spray. Yeah, get some, get, get your shit together. Like, and you can party at 33. Stop it. She was cute, though. In her she, cute little outfit. She she had a cute little outfit on. I will give her that. Paige but, was like, uh, you would never wear that. Your legs would be freezing. And I was like, Paige, it's she true. looks cute. <laughs> she looks cute, but also she's going to freeze her ass off. Like She's going to get hypothermia. What is wrong with you? One time in the third grade, I wrote hypothermia as hippothermia on yes. accident. And my teacher shamed me and I never <gasps> forgot it. What the hell? Because she was reading it. She was like, oh, because she was reading it aloud to the class. She was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. You wrote hypothermia instead of hypo. And I was like, you fucking bitch. Dude. You have betrayed my trust. That is a hard freaking word for a kid. I let you read my essay in front of the class. I didn't know you were going to shame me. You have betrayed me. (laughs) Also, that's that's a really hard word for an adult without spell check. Let's be real. This was pencil. God, she's a bitch. Shame she moved her. back to Finland. That's fine. Good. Stay there. Yeah. Perfect spelling. Miss Major. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, he inevitably asked the question, like, hey, you know, how was your la- How long ago was your last serious relationship? And she's like, um, it was a little while ago. And I'm just like, that doesn't say anything. Carrie, stop it. Um. But he says, yeah, there was a, you know, chick number one who was about a year, chick number two, blah, 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 blah. And then there was Mark. Mark. (laughs) And I'm so, I'm such a theater kid. Like, in my head, I was like, Mark Cohen. (laughs) I'm leaving. I'm taking your laptop with me. No. (laughs) I'm going to record this on the elevator down. (laughs) It would be so great. You're like, okay, you guys, ding. So here was the episode. Ding! Oh, fuck. That'd be the most annoying thing. See how far you can make it. <laughs> that would be so sad. But it's so cute because, um, well, a little bit before Sean announces that he dated a man before, mm-hmm. they're talking. He's like, well, this is going good for a really good date. And she's like, it's, I don't believe it's a date until there's cocktails. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God. Cute line. A like, super cute line. Also, alcoholic-y but cute line but cute line yeah. good, good job we'll, yeah. we'll let you have this one like cute she can girlfriend can flirt a little good for her i know that was a really cute line um but she immediately freaks out at brunch or lunch or you know some meal with the girls the next day saying he's a bisexual like it's something that you pick up at a store like i need a pack of cigarettes and then i need to pick up a, a bisexual, bisexual. And I just like, really? You got to use articles like that? That's so stupid. Like, so judgy. And I literally have, my, my note is, he's A, bisexual. They are so judgmental. Samantha's the only cool one. Because Samantha is actually like, whatever. Gender's fluid. Sex is fluid. Do what you want. And I'm like, thank you, Samantha. She fucking gets it. She continues to be the people's champ. Miranda's yeah. the... Best one, but Samantha is the people's champ. Yeah, Samantha is non judgmental. If it was Miranda awesome. versus Samantha, Miranda would win by the Electoral College. <laughs> and fucking Sam would be the popular vote. <laughs> there you go. Miranda's Donald Trump. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm no. saying good things about her. I was going to say no. I'm like, Miranda. So, so basically, Samantha catches a snitch, but Miranda wins the game. Uh, ew, what a <laughs> fucking nerd. I'm leaving. Anyways. Um, so Charlotte decides to actually pose as a dude for the, um, for the artist who's taking all of the, the drag king's pictures. Um, 
And I'm so disappointed in her ass. Because he is like, I really want you to pose for me. And she's like, oh, I can't do that. I'm bad at math and, and I can't even change a tire. I'm like, because that's what makes a penis. Also math. Women invented math. Like, so I didn't even get that one. No, it's totally one of those things where people are like, oh, I'm really bad at math. Like, boys are better at math and girls are better at English. And I'm just like, okay, just because that's true for me doesn't mean it's true for everybody, though. Like, I hate math, but I would never say that I hate math and that was because of my gender. Right. I hate math because I hate math. Like, way to just put down your entire category, Charlotte. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're fucking asshole. Yeah, she's terrible. Just because you're fucking dumb. So this is not woke Charlotte in this episode at mm-hmm. all. And I'm not okay with Bitch, it. Bitch, we slept. Mm-hmm. And I hate that Carrie turns every little thing that she possibly can into an insecurity, even bisexuality. I mean, Carrie, for a person who is so successful, is so insecure about so things. She insecure. just Things that don't resonate in her world. It is earth-shattering to her. Everything is goes back to that issue when she doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, um, I wanted water. <gasps> what did I want? Orange juice. Nice. Was I actually trying out bisexuality? Should I get both? Right. And you're just, and I that's something I can hear her saying because I'm like, well, how did this even resonate with you? You're so yeah. dumb. Why do you make everything about you and your insecurities? Yeah, she makes me so angry. So she decides to go out with this guy again because he's a good kisser, which okay um <laughs> like that i'm on board with that but then like he's making out with her and then he sort of kind of glances behind her and she sees a couple behind them and she's like okay which one were you checking out the boy or the girl like oh my like, god you're shut your mouth and he was like i was literally trying to figure out where the bathroom was yeah which i even if i was checking somebody out i would have said quite honestly just to make her feel like shit <laughs> Because it's stupid. It's so stupid. I'm like, what is wrong with you? And then he he brings it back. He's also saying, I'm not looking at anybody. I'm looking at you. Yeah. And she's very much like, oh, okay. Okay, but like if a hot guy was like approaching you and there was a right. hot girl across yeah. the street, like who are you? And he's like, Carrie. Yeah. Why does this matter? Obviously, he's on a date with her. Right. He, he's looking at you. He just said something so totally sweet and you just like shoved it aside like a bad curtain. That's why Carrie can't find happiness. Yeah. Yeah, she's, self, she's, she's self-destructive. Self-sabotaging? Yeah. 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 She's just fucking stupid. What if that's her arc? And not just from shitty writing, she's just self-sabotager. <laughs> that's just what she does. Oh she God. is, though. She is a self-sabotager. Like, in everything. And I think that that is, sorry, Jenny Bix, lazy writing. Because that's it. That's like, I mean, when you really boil it down... Sex in the City almost entirely is very much a, like, Gilligan's Island sort of feel. Oh, my God. Where it's like, oh, okay. So they almost get off the island, but then Gilligan screws it up. So it's like, oh, okay. So she almost gets into a healthy relationship, but then she fucks it up. She's a self-sabotager, because why? And that's such a... I think that that's why a lot of people are like, I'm a Carrie, because I think a lot of people have that problem, quite honestly, where they do something and they get too close to happiness and don't know what to do with that happiness because they're taught that, you know, drama is more interesting. And so they sabotage it. Y'all were not ready for this motherfucking discourse today. (laughs) Y'all thought you were coming in for some bullshit and some fucking sex. No, bitch, you've got the motherfucking discourse. Sorry. Maybe, though. I mean, am I wrong? Right in. (laughs) (laughs) 
Joe just went to like answer me and I was like, nope, don't want your opinion. Not right now. I can't handle it. I'll send you an email. <laughs> no, but seriously. Um, is it, I don't know why I'm yelling. Is it weird <laughs> for girls to be dating a guy who had previously dated guys? Because I think there's also that dynamic too. Because I, f- I feel if it was a male who was on a date with a girl and she said, oh, I was in a relationship with a girl. It's, I think for the most part, it's going to be taken as a joke. Like, oh, haha, like your sorority sister. Like you guys just messed around and blah, blah, blah. Right. Which would be the joke. But I think there's actual, un- there's discomfort mm-hmm. when women find out that men have had like, at least not even relationships, but like sex with men. Yeah, and maybe, I don't know, because it's really, it's difficult for me to say because I'm totally one of those people that will first date be like, really? You slept with my friend? What was she like? Mm-hmm. What exactly happened? Tell me everything. Did she do this? Oh my God, she loves that move. What did she do then? I am I have no, like, filter, I guess. Because I love it. I love the, and I like hearing people talk about bisexuality and how men are different from women because they are, Mm -hmm. but in different ways, but still enjoyable. And I love the conversations that come out of that. Like I just, it's just so interesting to, to know that like those weird, like gender norm things are like still, still there sometimes where it's like women are better kissers because they're soft and blah, 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 which is funny because I, I'm like, oh, I mean, I can't say this for sure. Nobody's ever told me this. But I think I am like a slightly more aggressive kisser. Like, it's more of like a competition. Like, who can alpha who? You know what I mean? And so I like guys because guys can step up to that challenge. Whereas girls are just like, oh, I'm going to be dead fish here. I'm sweet. I'm cute. And I'm just like, what are you? No, this is a competition. <laughs> We're in the Thunderdome. Kiss me like you mean it. <laughs> We're in the Thunderdome. Kiss me like you mean it. <laughs> Making a shirt. <laughs> shirt. <laughs> and, oh, man. Yeah, it's like, it's true, though. And some people, but it's all, when it really comes to kissing, it's just about compatibility. Right. And I like more masculine, more alpha kissers. And that's just who I am. And other people are going to be different. But I love that because bisexuals have that. They have the ability to to see it and love it from both sides. Right. And I think that that's like really open and awesome. I am still... One of the main things that I've been trying to figure out in my journey of life is... What separates bisexuals from pansexuals? Mm, yeah, that's a hard one. Because I, I, the pansexual as was described to me is um, being involved with someone, being attracted to someone regardless of gender, mm-hmm. which is what I thought bisexual was for the longest time because that was before I was woke and I there's more than two sexes, two genders. Mm-hmm. And so being bisexual is like, oh, all-encompassing, but it's not. It's specifically... You're attracted to do to two genders, mm. whether that be male, female, female, non-binary, something else. Like that's it, right? So I think, and I'm just waiting for it to click for me to finally be like, oh, pansexuality, mm-hmm. because I've just always stood by bisexuality for the longest time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the P is going to replace the B at some point. 
given the, the information that we have now, where there's more than one, there's more than two genders, more than whatever sex is, so it might just be LGBT? Because mm. pansexual, I think, is what bisexual initially was before we created more dialogue for it. Mm. But it hasn't clicked yet, so I'm just, I'm curious. Yeah. Write us. Write us. Let us know. I couldn't help the podcast at gmail.com. Or on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at We Swear on Chanel. Totally. Dropped it. <laughs> Boom, bitch. And Boom. I, you know, we didn't even have to hesitate that time. Mm-mm. Now, see, we just have to interrupt each other. It's the best. <laughs> Um, anyway. <laughs> anyways. So Samantha's storyline is a little dumb. Uh, basically, she hires a male uh, assistant, and he is super alpha male and aggressive, and she's super alpha male and aggressive, and so he's terrible at his job, and she fires him, and they fuck. <laughs> basically. And that's it, and that's all you need to know. That's it. That's all you need to know about that one. I'm just like, okay. All I, all I only know is Samantha's having a gender power play. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Neat. Neat. Um, uh, I want to bring it back to Miranda for a little bit. Okay. Because I have a super important question. But, um, so it's later on in the episode and Steve is at Miranda's. And Steve accidentally starts sleeping on Miranda's pillow on their bed. And Miranda's like, yo, you're on my side. This is my pillow. You go to your pillow. And then it's just little things that she keeps pointing out because she's uncomfortable with what's happening. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, your clothes are all over that pile. You need to make it neater if you're going to have a pile. He's, mm-hmm. And then Steve's like, well, if I drawer. had a drawer, yeah. I could put my things away and it wouldn't be laying everywhere. And then Miranda's like panicking. She's like, you want a drawer? Yeah. Like, oh my God, that's crazy. And Steve's like, well, actually, I would like to move in. And like in a cute way, Miranda's like, no, that would not work. And mm, she, she goes on this out. rant, yeah. and it is so sad for her because later on she explains herself a little bit better, mm-hmm. which is super, super cute the way she did it. She was able to communicate, and it was beautiful. But um, Carrie then tells her, oh, you have a hard time with that because you're an alpha. And there's mm-hmm. always an alpha in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And that was my question. Do you think there's an alpha in every single relationship? I think that there – that it switches, but Yes. In the relationship, I feel like there is always a, um, an alpha, beta, feminine, masculine, however you want to see it, um, sort of, and not power play, but like power balance. Okay. So, um, when I was having a, like, really hard time a couple of months ago, and it was just, my schedule was super overwhelming and I was really stressed out by the play that I was working on. There was a lot of stuff going down and I was talking to the guy that I was dating and I was just like, I'm just so I I'm like beat down. I'm super stressed out. Like, I don't know. Like I, I just, I feel shitty and it's just a really shitty situation. It sucks. And he's like, okay, when do you get off of rehearsal? I'm picking you up. I'm taking you to a bar. I'm buying you at least, like, three drinks so that you can, like, decompress from the evening. And then I will drive you home. And it was just so nice to just have somebody just, like, let go. Because normally I am an alpha all times. I'm just taking care of shit for other people constantly. That being able to let go Mm -hmm. in that moment and just let him take care of me for the couple of weeks that were really rough for me was so nice and such a beautiful like moment for us. And, you know, now we're in a situation where he's not feeling good about where he is 
And I'm just like, you have to stop taking care of people. Like, you, I love it when you take care of me, but also it's not your job and you shouldn't feel like, like that is something that you need to do for everybody because it's hurting you. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to pick and choose who you're taking care of and you should be taking care of yourself first. Like it all <laughs> that comes, should be your number one. Yeah, it all comes back to like you have to put on your oxygen mask before you can put it on other people's because if you put it on somebody else first, you're going to die. And then they're going to die too. And then we're like, all dead and then nobody's sad. Yeah. And nobody's happy. <laughs> and nobody, and as sad as this is to say, ultimately the only person who's looking out for yourself is you. It's got to be. And so you have to put yourself first. You have to. Nobody else is going to. And, you know, so it's... The point I'm trying to make, though, is yes, I believe that there is absolutely always an alpha and a beta in a relationship. And that's not a bad thing. And they can switch. They can switch. They can switch in a conversation. Like, you can absolutely switch it up and have somebody be... You know, I think that it's better to be like a caretaker um and take her care of like role you know because you have to support each other and i think that that's maybe a better way to put it if we're going with labels you know that that's that's what it is like sometimes there's like a, a strong one and a weak one and you balance each other out and you pick each other up when the other one needs picking up and vice versa and you just take care of each other and that's a relationship that's cute and i like the way that that's phrased instead of the alpha which makes it sound like Oh, we go by their rules. They're in charge of everything. No, it's no, it's who's taking care of. It's who, mm-hmm. who needs the support and who's ready to give it at that time. Yeah, it's just it's a it's a power balance, not a power play. Boom! You Bam. you guys heard it here first. Yes. Um, and uh, so with their when Miranda's talking about the relationship with Steve though with uh, Carrie, they're in this goddess workout class um that i really want to go to and we're gonna go (laughs) and it's so it's so funny because it it's it looks like it's just a belly dancing class without the belly part without the jewelry that hangs from your belly yeah because everything else was exactly that even miranda got seven notes to pop her hip in a certain way right which it's so funny because she was like, see, I can't even pop my hip right. I'm not a woman. And I'm just like, listen, you're just, you're a stressed out woman. You can't pop your hip because you're, you need a massage. You need to let go. Yeah. You need to just let go of stuff. It's okay. It's going to be fine, Miranda. But I, God love her. She, I swear to God, she's the only one who at least semi evolves in a episode. <laughs> at the end of this episode, I I turned to Paige. I was like, that was it? Where was the character growth? What happened? Mm-hmm. What did they learn? And then Paige looks at me and she's like, oh, honey, you wanted me to be character growth in this in this show? Yeah. No, you no. signed up for the wrong thing. Yeah, we, yeah, and no. I was so mad because only Miranda was able to learn. She's still the best example of how a relationship should be. Yes, because you do get frustrated and you do say things the wrong way. But the important thing is you don't hurt the other person. You reflect and you come back and explain yourself. And explain yourself. And she does that well, where she then is saying, I am vulnerable and I want to do that with you, but please know that that scares me. Mm-hmm. And it is so beautiful. And Steve's like, I'm happy you told me this way that mm-hmm. we can work on this. Thank you. I can yeah. respect your space. And you are showing that you respect me. I appreciate that. 
And I'm just like, God fucking bless. They're so great. <laughs> They're such a great But nobody else does anything. No. No, of course Except not. for Carrie. Carrie makes out with Alanis Morissette. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Let's get to that. Let's get to it. Um, first off, though, Charlotte's photo shoot bothers me so much because uh, there is a mirror right behind her. And it was so great because Joe pointed out to me that it was the, like, Beyonce Jay-Z picture. Where Beyonce's leaning up against a wall and there's a mirror right behind her. And you can see Jay-Z in his shorts and his fucking striped polo shirt <laughs> taking her photo. And it's super fucking funny. It's super cute. It, is, it was really funny that it is very much, like, the same shot. And I'm like, but they're not in a relationship. It's so stupid. And she's so, like, she's such a little, like, mousy baby about the whole thing. And it's, I don't know. Like, she's just so ridiculous where it really just takes a sock in the pants for her to decide that she's going to kiss some dude first. And what does that even say? That women can't be in charge of their own sexuality and fucking have their own agency. You have to pretend to be a man to then take control of your life. Like, that was so stupid. Yeah, like, it's so, it's so dumb. But it's true that, like, I, I definitely am one of those people where I have a hard time making the first move. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I have a hard time making the first move because um, I never I never want to assume that people like me in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I will legitimately think that everything is just a really fun, easygoing friendship up until the point where they kiss me. And I'm like, oh! Oh, it's like that. Oh. Well, okay. Because I don't want to be, like, presumptuous. Like, oh, of course you want to make out with me. I'm adorable. <laughs> like, I I just don't, I don't know. And maybe that's a weird girl hang up. And obviously it is. But, like, because guys, I'm sure, feel the opposite way. I feel like they probably feel like they need to make the first move. Yeah, shooters got to shoot. Yeah. And that's, it's so funny because somebody, like, especially somebody like me, like, I alpha all over the place, but when it comes to a relationship or something, it's really scary, too, because it's like, oh my god, what if you go to kiss somebody and they're like, I didn't want that. Like, oh, bro, we're just homies. That's so scary. I don't ever want to deal with that. Like, guys are so brave to do that all the time. Because I, I mean, to be fair, though, girls are pretty obvious when they want to be kissed. I think. Are you hitting on me right now? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, girls will drop really, really unsubtle hints in your face that they they... would like to be made out with. (laughs) (laughs) We have plans. It's fine. (laughs) We have have a time set up. We don't have an actual time set up. We've talked about it where we're like, we're going to get lit. We're going to get drunk. (laughs) We're going to make out. This is going to be great. So much fun. So much fun. But no, legitimately, it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, yeah, let's make out. It'd be super fun. But also, I never want to, like, disrespect Challen like that. And I don't know how he feels about if it's okay for you to be making out with other people. We can call him on the air. We have... Live on the air. We're allowed to make out with other people. Especially, like, he knows you, so we'd feel fine. Right. But it's... I'm glad that you're concerned. Thank you. (laughs) I would... For you to be really nice and respect my relationship. Yeah, I don't want to be that person. There was one time when, like, I texted somebody. I'm like, hey, come over to this bar. And then, like, texted him again and was like, there's, like, a 90% chance I'll make out with you. I'm a little drunk. And he showed up with this girl that he started seeing. And I was like, well, now that's not going to happen, sir. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, I literally, like, he hadn't checked the message, and so he sat down next to me, and so a couple of minutes later, I was like, you fucked up. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, check your messages. <laughs> and he checked them and, like, hit his head on the table, like, damn it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you fucked it up, man. Because I, I don't know that girl, but I ain't about to disrespect her. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Not in this Arby's. She was so, mm-hmm. she was so adorable, too, though. She's such a sweet girl. I was just like, oh, you're so cute. Not that, like, even if she was a skanky hoe, I'd still be like, well, I ain't touching that now. Like, being a skanky hoe are bad things. You could have said... Skanky, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll just agree can, to disagree. You can, you can hoe all you want. Oh, my gosh. So there's... I have to share this. This has nothing to do with anything. But there was a um, Tumblr post that I fucking died over, and I saved it, and it really should be the picture for this episode. because it is um friend i don't want to use tinder i want to meet someone organically (laughs) me you won't get anything done hoeing like that (laughs) (laughs) and it's a picture of a fucking farmer on a damn field yeah (laughs) it's so fucking funny it's so great i love it so much i had to save it i was just like that's the best because i want to send it to um my friend Who's very much like the whole, I want everything to be organic and like cute and sweet. I don't want to meet somebody. I, I can't do the, the sites. And I'm like, you ain't going to get anything done hoeing like that. <laughs> Listen, I don't think, I don't know what people have against that. Because if you go to a bar and you're on the prowl, you don't know what you're playing with. So you're yeah. just like, okay, shooter's got to shoot. You got to make some moves to this person, this person, this person. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. <laughs> you're on Tinder. Everyone there is looking for what you're looking for. And if you match, if you're able to communicate with them, you like them, something about them, and they like you. That takes so much pressure off of everything. Yeah. Then there is a an amazing amount of pressure that gets taken off just by being on the site and being like, yeah, you're interested in dating. I'm interested in dating. But And we've talked about this before, how intrinsically it sucks because now everybody thinks that everyone's disposable mm-hmm. and you can just swipe to the next person. And do something else, and that inherently sucks. I mean, there's pros and cons to everything. There is. There's pros and cons to everything. But I think that ultimately it's great that we have it. Yes. Um, And I guess it's okay if you don't want to use it. But it just seems like you're, again, the whole chasing Amy thing where it's like, all right, you're eliminating 50%. (laughs) But okay, if that's how you want to do it. But okay, if you want to have a panic attack in public, that's cool. I don't. Right. I don't, yeah, I, I don't want to. And I don't want to, like, ask somebody out that might not even be interested in that. That's scary. Yeah. Like, that's super scary. I don't scary. need a rejection well at all. Yeah, so I I'd be like, don't. Hey, do you want to... Grab a drink Grab sometime? a drink, and they're just like, oh, no, sorry. Even if they were super nice, and they're like, you know what, thank you so much, but actually this, this isn't. Be like, okay, cool, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to cry. Yeah. And think about everything that's wrong with me that you could have noticed in that five-second span. Oh, my God, are my flaws that terrible? Okay, right. cool. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, there's even like, there's, I mean, there's people that we know that I know are single and that I think that are like sweet and attractive. And I would never though. Cause I'm like, listen, they know I'm divorced. They know I'm dating. They want to, they want to approach me. Here I am. (laughs) At this point, I guess I'm a little spoiled though, because matching with people on Tinder, you're like, oh, okay. They like me. Cool. And I like them. Cool. But then if you just have a crush on someone, you're like, Mm -hmm. I have a crush on you. I don't understand how you don't have a crush on me back. Right? I'm awesome. Um, I'm really cool. I like you. That should be enough. Right? Why don't you like me back? <laughs> I know. 
there is there's like there's so a certain element of it that's like so awful because you're like i'm over here you're like um you're complaining about being single and about not getting this 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 um i could provide you with all of that what do you (laughs) i'm here and i'm ready and i like you what do you mean you don't like me back right oh yeah so i am I didn't really want to. I didn't want to share this on the podcast, but I'm going to do, gonna do it anyway. <gasps> um, so I've noticed a pattern in guys that I'm dating, and that they are all short. No, <laughs> <laughs> that they're all cowards. They're all really scared, and I am still. Like, I have nothing, like, super, like, important to add to this. Like, I've come to a conclusion because I haven't yet. I've been thinking about this for a long time, but, like, I'm still thinking about it. But I'm like, why is it, is the question, why do I choose cowards? Or is the question, why do cowards choose me? Here's the thing. You gotta be a bisexual. It's both of those questions. (laughs) And it's so it's so hard to to deal with. And I was talking with our friend Jess, who's in a guest on the next episode about this, and she was just like, "Well, what are you afraid of? Are you afraid of commitment?" And so I'm like, "Maybe, like maybe I'm choosing these guys because, because you know they're not going to work out. Because I know that they're not going to work out. Thereby, I don't get my heart completely crushed. And it's not your fault. Yeah, because you went after a guy that you knew." Wasn't going to be able to commit or f- come through. So you're like, oh, man, well, I did my part. Right. So it's like a pat on the back, but... But I don't feel like I did that either. Like, there's been a couple of relationships that I've been in where I've been like, no, I'm good with this. I'm all in. Let's let's do this. Let's, let's have a relationship. And it's been like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I can't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can't do that. I'm too... And, of course, they don't say it at the moment, but, like, later on when I'm, like, talking to them, they're like, oh, I was scared. I'm like... Am I scary? Apparently I'm scary. I don't think it's I don't think it's the person that's scary. I think it's what it all means is scary. Maybe. Cuz I've had that before. Um the bad date that I always tell uh the person I went on a date with is a super fantastic human being. They're super polite, super well-mannered. They are aware of who they are politically, socially, economically. They are aware. And they're such good people and they're so smart, but it it was just it didn't work out because I was trying to self-sabotage in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, but if I like you, that means that means there's more steps. That means I could grow attached to you. That means mm-hmm. that you are now a part of my life. That means all these things. And if you're not ready to either give all of that love or receive all of that love, because receiving love is scary, too. There's a lot of responsibility in receiving love. Yeah. there, And it's that's a part that's really difficult also is that... We're not, we're not built to accept good things about ourselves. We can accept the bad things really easily, mm-hmm. but if somebody's like, "No, you're super amazing. It's super awesome. Like you had a really great audition," I'm like, "Shut your warm mouth." No, I didn't. And it's always that, and it's that protective thing mm-hmm. because, and it's the same thing with relationships. You don't want to get your hopes too high mm-hmm. because if it all comes crashing down, it's gonna hurt. Yeah. And it's one of those things you're like, well, I'd rather do a small hurt now and just kind of prevent this from happening. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that kind of... Bless you. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Bless you. Ew, that was disgusting. Inside of my shirt's a swamp now. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of everything that came out of my body. <laughs> I appreciate um, that 
it's on the inside of your shirt, not on my couch. Though. You're so ugly. That's what Thank I was trying you. to go for. I um, love you. <laughs> I couldn't do my elbow because my elbow is bare. And then just... <laughs> it would have been disgusting. <laughs> but, yeah, if someone explained it to me and they said... Um, Having your expectations set is already a pedestal. So if someone brings it out from it for you, it's going to hurt when you land. Mm. But the bigger you build it, the harder it hurts. So if you're not necessarily in, an insecure person, but if you are insecure to what you can bring to the table, to how well you think you can receive love and how worthy you are of love, mm-hmm. if you're not ready to receive all that, then you're like, well, this is going to end badly. Mm-hmm. So might as well end it now and not take a chance to have it hurt more. Oh, it's so hard. Like, it's difficult. But anyway, let's not talk about me anymore. I'm done with this. Um, <laughs> done with my my shit. Um, so Carrie goes to a party with like literally sixteen of this dude's exes, <laughs> and and like she just fucking stupid. She was like, by the end of the night, I almost had it all straight. And I'm like, shut up, Carrie. God damn it. I hate her. I hate her so much. But she's so. I'm learning a lot from her. She's so out of her element at this party where people are chill with each other. Here's the thing. She felt so out of place in this and she was so uncomfortable. And I was like, these are my fucking people. They're bisexual hippies who are just chill. Mm -hmm. There's the music isn't too loud. No one's going crazy. No one's doing like heavy drugs. Right. Everyone's just chilling out being like, dude. Yeah. We're all nice here. We all get along. And it was so like, I thought that it was super beautiful. So he introduces um, his ex and his ex's new partner and they have a baby together, which the ex's um, former ex. Yeah, it's too much. Um, like gave them an egg and I'm like that is beautiful it takes I, a fucking village bitch right it takes a village of bisexuals a village of bisexuals to get shit done <laughs> but it was so pretty I was like that is so sweet y'all are so chill with each other this is beautiful like this is what life should be like is just people helping people and it being chill and awesome and also them still being a little bit snarky and sarcastic and cool because they are because one of them, the one who donated the egg, is a Lannis Ford fucking Morissette. And I'm so excited. I'm so excited I can't even say her name. Because I was going to say Lannis Morissette. And then I was like, no, I'm going to say fucking. And it didn't work. Oh, okay. I was like, because it sounded like you said Alanis Ford fucking Morissette. <laughs> so I was like, oh, is that her middle name? I didn't know that. Good for her. <laughs> no, I have no idea. Alanis Elizabeth Morissette. <laughs> She's so... I Listen... Jagged Little Pill was the music of my entire, like, high school existence. It was my life. Spoke to me so fucking hard. And I loved it so much. And I was so sad when she went to India and decided to be chill. But you know what? I still love her as a person. I still love that she will do these little things. I mean, I say little. (laughs) Like, it's not. Like, it wasn't, like, the highest rated TV show of its time, Sex in the City. That, like, you know, she played God on, like, Dogma. Like, she was so... She's so beautiful because she's not a, an actor, but she'll totally go in there and do it. She'll just do these little things. And she's like, we know the joke is that I'm Alanis Morissette and I'm here. So I'm fine. I'm here. I'm doing right. my job. She's the best Canadian ever. Maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of good Canadians. Ryan Gosling's a Canadian. I have a friend named Lissy and she's super cool. Canadians are pretty awesome. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> Canadians are great. All Canadians. Mm. Okay, all Canadians that aren't French Canadians. 
listen, not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not buckling on this. Here's the thing. I agree with you. That's why I'm just like. <laughs> yeah. Any, I've never met a French Canadian. Celine. Besides Celine Dion. <laughs> I like how the second there was a twinkle in my eye, you're like, I, I know who you're going for. Stop. All of her fans are garbage. Yes. She's Remember that one time when they bullied her because she cut her hair? Yeah. They totally bullied her because she cut her hair. And then she had to perform with a fucking wig or extension. Yeah, she had to get extensions. That's so sad. Yeah. She took a chance. Yeah, she's beautiful. And she was beautiful. That short hair was gorgeous on her. People suck. <laughs> Leave Selena alone. Leave Selena alone. <laughs> Yes. Majority of Canadians are really great. (laughs) Um, But it actually was so nerdy shot. So they end up playing spin the bottle, which first of all, you're in your 20s. What are you doing? Uh, First of all, (laughs) spin the bottle is timeless. Okay. I will be in. I've literally never played it. (gasps) Our next (laughs) party. We're playing it. I love it. It's so much fun. It's so cute. Especially when you have this commune of bisexual fucking hippies. Yeah, it's It's best. great. And freaking Carrie's such a nerdo. She's just like, oh, girl, try again. I'm like, bitch, you forgot where you were already? One, you forgot where you were already. Two, I don't know the so- rules of straight people, but you're not going to kiss a girl and spin the bottle. Pl- you, you, the fucking bottle pointed at you. You're supposed to kiss them. I think at that particular time period... People would just be like, Mark, spin again. I never played Streets it. Streets are boring. I, but I feel like if I played it, that's what would happen. I don't like straight spin the bottle. No, it's dumb. It's super stupid. This is super stupid. But anyway, it lands on Alanis Morissette. So Sarah Jessica Parker and Alanis Morissette shared a kiss. It was the most 90s moment ever. I loved it. It was fantastic. <laughs> um... But it's really funny because my, so she essentially like freaks out, walks out, and she says she was too old for this shit, and she just took her old ass home. And I'm like, listen, it's not about being old. It's about being open about sexuality, which you should be because you write a column about sex. Remember that one time she fucking kink shamed (laughs) the comptroller? She's a fucking animal. She's a bully. (laughs) She's a fucking animal. She's terrible. But it's really funny because my last note is bisexually has changed a bunch, but you're saying that it kind of hasn't. Like at the beginning of the episode, you're like, nope. Sometimes bisexuals hate gays and gays hate bisexuals, and it's just a thing that still happens. And that's so sad. Like, I I think that there are probably still people, straight people, out there that have these conversations. Yeah. Like, these exact conversations. That's why it's important to talk about them. So people can get some more information and get some insight without being rude. Right? So that's the episode. That's the motherfucking episode. That is is the thing. Um, It was a shitty episode, but the discourse was great. It was super great. So our uh, next episode is going to be guest starring Jess. It's not going to be a special episode. We are going to cover season three, episode five. No ifs, ands, or buts. And we are super excited to have her on a regular episode. It'll yes. be fun to have that kind of conversation. I want to see what Jess thinks of the girls. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> they suck. <laughs> so um, until until then, do we have anything? Do you have any? 
Um, Anything you need to plug? Anything we need to wrap up? Paige's show is opening this week. So if you guys are in town. Yes. If you want to go see The Lion in Winter, it starts on Friday at Bruca. Uh, you can Bruca. buy... Bruca. You can buy tickets, I think, on brown paper tickets or by giving them a call. Um, and it is a like medieval days of our lives so if you're into that get it (laughs) um i have nothing to plug because i'm a very boring person all my projects are in the pipeline but not here just yet fair um but if you want to catch me on my day-to-day basis or if you want to hear my live tweeting of scooby-doo when i'm (laughs) off my knockers um you can follow me personally on joe daniel bb on twitter Petty Prince Jr. on Instagram and Joe Dana Montalongo on Facebook. Cute. And I um, have tried actually tweeting a little bit more than usual. So I'm really trying, you guys. So follow me <laughs> or don't, whatever. I don't care. Honestly, um, it's not about them. It's about me. Right. Exactly. So I'm at Paige Clarno um, on Instagram. I'm at Paige in Reno Land. I uh, can see. I think my last picture is a compilation of pictures of me and my friend Gus as I showed him around town, which was so much fun. Um, and yeah, that's that's it for me. So that's it. Thank you, Cool Cats, for listening. And remember, always, always wear, wear a condom. condom. Bye. Bye.